0: On the Couch, with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode number 60 for the 19th of October, 2007. How are you doing, James? I'm very well, Ian. How are you? I'm
1: rather splendid today. It's a beautiful day in sunny London. It is, but it's at least 20 degrees colder than where I've been this week. So (laughs) I've been in uh, the Holy Land.
0: So fantastic. Brilliant.
1: And uh, nice sunshine there, I expect. I expect so. (laughs) Although I only went out in the hours of darkness um, <laughs> but, uh, That's life, I suppose So, episode 60, we finally get our bus pass at Yeah, the, right. uh, On the couch podcast Fantastic uh, And we're going to be following our usual format We'll talk about UK news, international news, content delivery, IPTV, mobile gaming and other stuff Fantastic um, All with a focus on, sort of, I guess, digital media and delivery Wonderful, so what's happening in the UK? Well, it's the big one, isn't it? Analog switch off It's which, been switched off yeah, was it on uh, Seven, Tuesday? Was it seventeenth? Yes, Tuesday? or Tuesday or Wednesday. But I mean, yeah. I looked into this, and it wasn't quite a woohoo. You know, they actually sort of chopped down the mast and all this kind of <laughs> stuff. They literally switched off BBC Two, which no and switched it anyway. over to a digital transmission of a multiplex, I guess, on BBC Two.
0: Right, but I mean, presume all. I presume all these channels were available digitally. Yes, in advance, but they've switched off BBC Two. Yeah, and, and maybe f-
1: moved a multiplex into that. Uh, okay. Um, I was trying to look at the waveform on the guy's oscilloscope. But the TV <laughs> really didn't zoom in on that. So, uh, so it, no, I think it's a. It is a. Uh, it's a big moment. A big so moment. so, so what this means is that once they've switched off the analog, they can whack up the power of the existing ah, digital. I see. Right. And use the frequencies so that yes. you won't need. Because at the moment, if you get uh, digital terrestrial TV, because they've had to transmit at relatively low power. And different frequencies often mm-hmm. you may have to buy a new antenna or whatever. So it's not just the uh the twenty, thirty dollars for the box. You might have to pay someone one hundred and fifty, two hundred dollars to shin up on your roof. And if you're right. old, you know, Mrs. Miggins, she's probably gonna fall for the guy saying, Oh you, oh, you need a new aerial. You need a special aerial. Special yes. aerial. I can install digital it for aerial. you now only <laughs> for this price. And, well that's uh, good,
0: so that's uh, that's a very exciting moment for digital T V worldwide. Ooh. So it's the beginning of the end for analogue well, television. Having said that, they
1: have been doing this in northern Italy and in Berlin for some time. So Switching not, things off? Yeah, yeah. Berlin yeah. went all digital a couple of years ago, I think. Crikey. So it's just the UK that we're, <laughs> we're a little just, behind. Well, you know, we are English, so we'd like to think we're the best, we? <laughs> But it's going to take until 2012 to switch everything off, because there's actually thousands of transmitters all over England. Yes, in a strange... I, don't, I think that's because we're an island nation. We didn't want to have one big, fat antenna on the, on the highest mountain. True. We would have everyone in uh, the rest of mainland Europe watching BBC for free now, could we? With our, <laughs> that would be with our strange awful. license regime. It wouldn't work. <laughs> um, so, what's all this about the BBC chopping off a leg? Well, they've decided they don't have
0: £2 billion they had last year, so they're going to pretty much. Or 20%, cut isn't it? A stack of staff and programs and play more repeats. Really? Uh, which, uh, I mean, no one else in the world probably
1: really. Uh, is too concerned because uh, Because the library's there, they're not axing the library, are they? That's right,
0: Uh, but uh, for the people in England it's a big deal because uh, for paying £150 a year and uh, it's not like the £150 is going down it's just that uh, the BBC is getting uh, leaner and meaner in anticipation of the fact that eventually there'll be no licence fee and it'll have to stand on its own two feet. So they're becoming leaner moving towards the end of the six year
1: period I suppose.
0: That's right so they're starting off by selling off uh, one of their big buildings they have here in London for about three hundred million dollars. Right. Sorry, okay. three hundred million pounds. Uh, and uh, acting. That's like f- selling off the family silver, isn't it? It is, is that, pretty much. You know, I mean, this is this that is fund, what's that
1: funding—the payoff, or because I guess they'll be because they're essentially quasi-government employees. They will yes. have monster payoff terms and things exactly, like that. And, so and so you know, good luck to them—they thought they had a job for life, and then bang,
0: it's right.
1: over. Um, but it's not as bad as it sounds they're going to redeploy a lot of people it looks like they're also following the line of uh, itv one of the independent advertising funded channels by Mm -hmm. cutting down on regionalization Mm. Uh, because again bizarrely in the uk here we have probably 12 different tv regions each getting slightly different variants of news and cutting into local news and things like that so i guess that'll become more homogenous i suppose Less, uh, you know, Tiddles the cat stuck up the tree and scum thought. Whatever. But, uh, but yeah, not uh, must be pretty dull out there uh, in the BBC this week.
0: So uh, I guess uh, the, the good thing, though, is that they are They're trying, the to Mac <laughs> They're trying to focus on new technology, new areas yep. and uh, online. Uh, and part of that, obviously, is the iPlayer. Right. Uh, by which you can watch the last seven days' worth of content on the BBC. Some of it. Uh, some of the content <laughs> that they have the licenses for. Have you uh, looked at that again? I have tried failed and not got anywhere
1: with yeah, the PCI. I looked at it once and uninstalled it.
0: I saw it on the on watching BBC. I saw yeah. someone using it, but uh uh so it looks like they're gonna use Adobe in order to satisfy Mac and the Linux people so they can Right now they're using Windows Media, I guess. Correct. So. Uh but this is only if this is only for streaming, so this <clears> is uh while online you can watch it using uh, flash but uh, you can't download it as yet because adobe doesn't have any inbuilt security mechanism mechanism to actually download the content and play is it. right now secure? if i look at
1: video i've looked at video content they use like real player and windows media i think yep but it's so different from the iplayer yeah different altogether. altogether. yep because i guess the iplayer is using windows media security or whatever and yep that doesn't play with anybody else so. correct um has no friends. Interesting to watch. I guess they'll also be doing some of the sort of GoIP stuff as well. So they'll be stopping mm. you watching. I, I had a interesting play actually this week on a GoIP thing, which was trying to basically you can uh, for I think it's like fifteen dollars a month. You can get a, a G, you can get a virtual IP in the states, so you can just like pop up in America and then cool. you can watch anything in America because mm. obviously mm. there's a lot of free stuff there. But there was an interesting sort of. Um, on it where before it would serve you the content, it would ask your browser what time it thought it was. Ah, so you have clever. to also set your clock to ah, be the same ah, as a US time zone as well clever. as GOIP. It's that's not; clever. it's just a. No, it's not secure, obviously. But
0: no, no. But, the, but I think that's because uh, I, I wouldn't have thought I wouldn't thought of that. At all as soon as you had
1: an IP address yeah, but in you have thought about g- about GOIPing yourself yeah. up in America, you'd probably sort it out pretty quickly, wouldn't that's you That's very clever. Unless something would maybe prevent someone doing it commercially, I suppose. Yes, could. Uh, Sling box it out or something. Yes. So there we go. All going on in the UK as usual. What a vibrant environment we have. It here. is. It's
0: all slowly happening.
1: Very, very good. <laughs> um, internationally, um, where I've been in, in Israel, um, quite an interesting, almost a, actually a full page article about the satellite operator there being heavily interfered with. It, it looks like for a period of about six weeks. Six um, weeks? I didn't realize it was so long. Yeah. Um, basically, there was a. I'm, I'm a bit confused because it says up, it's, it, well <laughs> there's this there's This big ship off the shore of, in the Mediterranean which mm-hmm. is pointing some dastardly radar across Israeli territory presumably into Iran or whatever right like that and basically it's knocking out the satellite reception it didn't say if it I don't know if it's everything but it's clearly a significant number of transponders mm-hmm. have been taken out uh, by this this ship and then this article here from the Israel, Jerusalem Post is saying, well, is it a Dutch ship? I've heard also the next day there was some stuff about, is it a Russian ship? Is it some kind of conspiracy? Is it a, <laughs> a denial of service attack <laughs> on the media in Israel? Um, and, and Yes, which is the name of the satellite operator there, uh, as essentially has made a number of its channels free as a sort of by recompense, and I think it's offering some kind of... Um, Refunds, but I mean, it's a basically it, it could, and they've said in this article it could put them out of business mm. uh, if if something doesn't happen, and they've compa- complained to the uh, the uh, government and uh, all sorts of things. But um, it's an interesting challenge. Yeah, what do you do uh, when you have
0: Dutch radar ships hanging off the coast, disrupting uh, your? Uh, is it <laughs>
1: Dutch? Is it? I mean, there's all sorts of conspiracy theories, mm-hmm. as you'd imagine, they, mm-hmm. they all abound, but. Uh, just an interesting example of how i mean i've been in places where radars have knocked out like airport air, um ground approach radar from airplanes will typically mm. knock out lmbs as well because oh, the right. frequency they use is very close to uh, oh, the, the front. Know and, and you know, as you probably know um if you're allocated the spectrum yes, you know, let's say it's 10, 10 to, to, 50 to 50 megahertz and i've got um 50 to 60 mm-hmm. You know, we have to coordinate quite closely because otherwise yes. we will interfere yes. because you know the power doesn't stop at the edge of the band mm. and I think that's uh, certainly with something like an LMB on a satellite dish which is amplifying millions of times mm-hmm. a little bit of leakage power into the front end <laughs> will just swamp it if it's you know, a few milliwatts higher so we now, talked about that I think with WiMAX before didn't that's we? true
0: but uh, I think this would be a much more interesting uh, story if in fact rather than just Disrupting the signal, they replaced it entirely with uh, something. Well, that's happened as that well. There's going to be a real pirate <laughs> <laughs> that's pirate happened yeah. with the Falun Gong in pirate China, TV. I believe. So, yeah, right.
1: um, that's where, and there are different ways of trying to find out who is uplinking to my satellite and knocking me out. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, lots of military technology, and I guess you know that's uh, these are the kind of things that happen. Um, you'd found some other news in the US of A.
0: Yes, now we're, we're following what's happening with uh, Open Cable. Very closely. A few times on on the couch. And uh, it's been an update on uh, Time Warner have put out a... I expect it's a press release that... uh, uh, multi-channel user picked up that says they've deployed about one hundred and fifty thousand new boxes on the open cable platform.
1: Okay, this is with the plug-in modularly thing, is it? Exactly. Or so
0: it's a uh, point of deployment, POD. That's right. To and point, put, yeah. bring your own security. Yeah, if you have a box, you can plug your own. Are you, are they're buying the boxes
1: retail. Is that how it's working? And then uh, I don't you're know still how leasing this one it. Is. I mean, it's one of these things that. Oh, wouldn't it be great if you could do this? But at the end of the day punter just gets another box with another thing and yeah ends up, you know. i mean I, I, the fcc
0: is very keen on uh, being creating a, a retail market for set-top boxes and being able to port from one place to another personally i think operators uh, need a bit more freedom than that and they need to be able to you know differentiate themselves in fact by having uh, better features or better functions. Yeah, I mean, and the boxes but, um,
1: cost more so the consumer the ends up paying, paying more and Precisely.
0: And generally speaking, you
1: know, it's going to be very tech, difficult from a technological support. perspective as well. Mm-hmm. When you have something plugged in and it's got to work with anything, the complexity or features are going to go down as well. They have and to. Then, by you know, but the your average t- user just wants to channel surf, so True. you know, doesn't make much difference. Uh, I also heard a, a similar thing going on in uh, in India, where the satellite market again, they were forced, the operators they were forced to put in a common interface module, which mm-hmm. is kind of mm-hmm. um, to, to enable interoperability, right. Uh, and the government has said, oh, if you stop subscribing within three months, because the consumer doesn't rent the box, they buy the box. Right. So if you decide you don't want it after the first mm-hmm. three months, mm-hmm. you're entitled to a refund, or they must enable the box to watch free-to-air signals. Crikey. Or something like that, but uh, someone will clarify <laughs> that to us. Um Also, a bit of news from uh, China as well, mm-hmm. um, which I wasn't sure where to put this in our kind of... Category like list. Gender list or whatever, um, but iPanel, who some of you may have heard, is a, it's a, like a... It's a middleware style. Of, it's either a browser or a middleware, and there are some quite a few projects around there which claim to be a middleware. Right. You know, I'm talking middleware here in the sense of a uh, a common execution environment for set top boxes or mm-hmm. other devices. Mm-hmm. Um, iPanel is, I think, the most commonly deployed middleware, let's say, in China. Right. But essentially, it's a browser. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've actually been bought by uh, the government-controlled, as they all are in China, uh, cable station in Beijing called Beijing Gehua. Ah. Um so that's an interesting development uh, we've seen obviously operators buy set top box manufacturers mm. we haven't seen an operator see buy a middleware yeah. vendor um, I, I don't know much more about that maybe we'll have to speak to some of our uh, Chinese listeners and see You know what does that mean for the market in China it mm. um, must make it hard for competitors If but there is no competition in China I mean right. generally in most places in the world cable companies don't have competition yes other than satellite I suppose. yes um, hmm and even in the u s there's no competition for supply you either you know there's the cable company yes so it, it, hmm. quite why that is um we need to sort of look into it further, but interesting, all the same so um never a dull moment, Apple gets a word in iTunes what's up in the content well, uh
0: previously, we heard how iTunes has uh, got some d r m free songs on there at an yep. expensive price, but at higher bandwidth, that's uh, very higher bit rate, bit rate yeah. Uh, and now they've uh, changed that to be the same price as all the other songs and increased the range. So there's now about 2 million DRM-free songs from iTunes, uh, which is actually more significant than it sounds because it's the first time iTunes has have had a significant play. It's obviously the biggest uh, downloadable music site mm-hmm. in the world. And it's the first time it's had a significant play in DRM-free tracks that are not you know, playable on things that are not iPods.
1: So, if you have it again, my trouble here is as a user i've got no idea which is you know I'm going to look for a song unless you can use i think you can now actually search by d r m free as well you can, you,
0: which is you can and once you've chosen the song, you can choose which which hmm. thing you can but which then you've you want. got
1: the the management model about how to get it on out of iTunes into your you sort of to drag and drop it onto your desktop or something and then True. copy it manually across using whatever.
0: That's that's not Maybe such a big deal. It's but not, it's
1: not such a big deal, I suppose, if you're really, if you're that keen and you understand the whole thing. Yes. At the end of the day, you're still paying for the stuff. I mean, so. That's right. That's right. Um, Very interesting. What a what a hassle. I also heard something like um, the UK published the, the amount of music that was bought online was something like t- uh, twelve million pounds or something. Uh, last year, which isn't very much, is it? Twelve
0: million at all?
1: Yeah, exactly. You, you seriously? Yeah, like, twelve 20, million. Yeah. Not very much at all. Wow. But then that's probably my iTunes bill alone, <laughs> <laughs> most likely. Um, so that's a bit—that's uh, a bit weird. But so yeah, iTunes is moving forward on there. Um, YouTube, obviously now owned by Google, has started to automatically remove copyrighted clips, and I think we talked about some. We're going to use some like audio recognition and mm. some or f- uh, video fingerprinting or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so perhaps this is where they've kind of realised they've got it to a stage where they they think it works and they can flip a switch. Yep. Um, so what's going on here?
0: Well, uh, funnily enough, the studios are still complaining because uh, uh, they have to actually
1: tell google i told youtube they have to register the clips yeah. and say if any of this stuff is on there take it off and it so off. I mean, that suggests yeah. they are doing some kind of fingerprinting so, yeah, until so they know some a fingerprint. way of comparing it
0: with the content that gets uploaded yeah. and they're still complaining saying it should just know i mean i don't know how it's going to know you, know, <laughs> exactly. a you must have someone ridiculous. looking at every single video who must know every single piece of content that's right so but i mean it, i think it's fair enough he they say so they, up, they up, upload their clips it mm. then compares it with people
1: it's like criminals and fingerprints, unless the criminals' fingerprints are on the database, it'll you say not, not it. known. yep. Yeah. yep.
0: Uh, so we'll see how that goes. I think uh, they've been promising this for quite some time, uh, mm. and uh, it'll be interesting to see if that, uh, if that has any effect, or if anyone even knows.
1: And YouTube, in its pop culture, has only been around for two years. Really? There we go. That
0: all seems like, uh, seems like it's been Is there it's forever.
1: Been how would we live without YouTube now? <laughs> quite easily. Um, Best Buy switches off analogue. Is this something to do with the retail? Yeah, so now Best Buy, which is... uh, One of the larger consumer electronics outlets in the North American aisle. Indeed. Has
0: uh, stopped selling analogue TVs altogether, so you can only now get digital TVs. Uh, And uh, they're working with the National Telecommunications and Information Administration's uh, plan to give forty dollars in mm. coupons to people that uh, buy digital boxes. So that's it's you
1: know it's, you think they're being they must be selling analog TVs. I mean, they're saying like it's only got a HDMI input. I mean, or is it basically they won't sell televisions without digital TV adapters? Correct. So they're
0: essentially marking up the price of everything by whacking a digital converter box into the bundle. Mm-hmm. I expect, but uh, it's a uh, you know it's a savvy move on their behalf because they're they're looking like they're you know, stepping into the future, a bit the same way when uh, Dixon's in the UK stops selling uh, film cameras. Yes, exactly. It's like everyone goes, oh, that's interesting, you know, time's moving on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Best Buy now. If you walk in there, you may well pick up an analogue
1: TV, but it'll come with a converter box with it. But this is from early 2008 when there were coupon eligible converters. That's right. So I mean it's standards uh, being looked at now about what will what type of converters will or won't be eligible. So right. Things like power consumption and stuff like that. I know there were some meetings, US Energy started some meetings this week in uh, San Diego about that as well. Mm-hmm. So that and uh,
0: while, we're, while we're talking about televisions, uh, I read an interesting article that the there's been a report in Australia that uh, all the plasma and LCD screens mm-hmm. are chewing up too much power and if they continue at the current rate they're going to Make it illegal to actually buy uh, really? plasma and LCD screens if they keep consuming the, pay- the amount of power that they do. Because
1: apparently the I TV. Plasma's a pretty. Plasma's an uh, unbelievable amount yeah. of energy. And LCD, if they don't have modulated backlights, uh, use a lot of energy as well. Yeah. I mean, it's a big yeah. panel to basically light up. It's a fluorescent light behind the screen. <laughs> <laughs> and in plasma, there's one behind every pixel. Basically, yeah, that's true.
0: Uh, so I think this will have a similar effect to the uh, removal of hazardous substances uh, EU regulation where mm. basically this affected the whole world because everyone said, right, if, uh, if we can't export our products to the, Europe. to Europe because yeah. it has got lead in it, then it might as well remove it anyway and uh, do the same thing for everywhere.
1: I think that's good when you've got a, a bit of power in the marketplace. So, but I'm exactly. not quite sure Australia has that. Are oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Australians are the one of the biggest uptakers of new technology. Yeah, they are, but uh, there's only 10 of them. And you're over here. So, I mean, how it's does that? There's only nine left. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see.
0: I think, uh, but I think it's... Uh, 10 million, isn't it? Other, 20 million, 21 million, actually. 21 million, 21 million, 21 wow. million now. Uh, so I think it'll be interesting to see how that affects other countries that might uh, look at the report and go, "Well, uh, maybe
1: we should look at this and see where our energy." No, is I, being I definitely consumed. think that's um, going out, and I think that's that's a whole. Don't get me started on that old <laughs> energy supply, <laughs> energy saving. And I know all you're all all very passionate about kind of this. That's my bag. Um, okay, so that's kind of content delivery. Uh, IPTV. Now, I uh, picked up a little thing about, um, you know, BitTorrent, uh, and this was a. Obviously, BitTorrent is is the well-known peer to peer sharing mm-hmm. thing, and obviously, th- what the, one of the reasons it's well known is because my word, people are sharing lots of video files, and this is a bad thing. So obviously, lawyers jump on top of anyone who's trying to use it, right? And kind of, uh, kill it. So, I guess people, just in case, you know, they get the uh, the knock on the door saying, and you know, we hear on the news every month or so about some twenty year old who's been fined for mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of dollars for torrenting songs or videos and i don't think anyone's been done for video yet
0: no it's just audio it's
1: just audio but you know video is there so this article i saw was um saying that there's uh be- because of this developers have tended not to sort of maybe move forward bit-torrent technologies right because they're wary associated of associated with illegal kind right. of stuff however in other parts of the world um China principally. Uh <laughs> mm-hmm. there's a service called uh Blinn, B I L B L I N dot C N Blin, um, which they're saying is fifty times faster than BitTorrent. Um yeah. so you can download and and the example given here is um uh, the twenty four uh show. Um season six, he could start downloading the entire um show and could start watching it with only after only three minutes with two point two percent downloaded. So it's just right. saying that because um, it's probably been further optimized, mm-hmm. uh, it, it could be obviously some guy just promoting <laughs> Blind. cn. Although I mm-hmm. guess most of the content will be Chinese. Although the example given here clearly is not Chinese, mm. so maybe we should all rush to blind.cn and see what uh, see what happens there. But there's lots of people creating what they call the next wave of peer-to-peer innovation. Right. So they're really optimizing it and and moving on from where BitTorrent started. Um, so again, uh, uh, we hear about Pirate Bay and things like that being based in uh, in um, Scandinavia or little you mm-hmm. know, old historic sea forts in strange <laughs> places or whatever. But China, um, I'm sure you can still buy DVDs all over the place on the street. Absolutely. So I guess Chinese people just view this as another way. If you've got broadband, maybe that's why people get broadband, not just for the information, but for getting their their video. So if you know more about Blin, let us know. I might have to go and check out their website, because my (laughs) Chinese is not so good these days. I'm sure they'll have an English version if (laughs) they'll push ads to you, I'm sure. I'm sure they Um, will. So um, phones, mobiles and stuff like that. Now, are you still in love with your iPhone? I am indeed. I've done a little more tweaking here and there. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm preparing maybe this weekend to um, upgrade the firmware right maybe if I'm not sure I have time unfortunately but um, upgrade the firmware all this, I have to basically virginize the phone and get it back to how it was right then upgrade um, it and, and then upgrade it and it then in. retweak it again right <laughs> tweak it um, <laughs> okay. there's a few tweaks I've done to make it more English so um, this caller ID doesn't really work very well and number mm. formats and things like that so you have to do a bit of tweaking because uh, it thinks it's in America and it uh. worked in Israel Mission. All right. So uh, that's good. And I mean, uh, have you got any new
0: applications for it? That are?
1: Uh, I well, well, there's a couple of things that have happened in the mm-hmm. iPhone world. Um, last week Apple released a the web apps because this was the main thrust on the iPhone. Is it's a sandbox? You can only use yes. AJAX Web 2.0 apps. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. But then people went rampant and started developing native apps. Mm-hmm. And I've got quite a few native apps. Um. Not, not all of them particularly useful, but uh, <laughs> quite a few things like that. And Apple has announced that they will now support, as of February, right. SDK for web apps. Um, some of the, the uh, sorry, not for web apps, but for native apps. Right. Some of the web apps that uh, are out there at the moment are quite, quite amazing. Um, there's like translators and things like that. So it's like a phrase book. And you just literally sort of tap, you know, English, okay, English to French, click, 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 click. You know, four clicks and it's talking to you. Oh, so he speaks? Yeah, and it'll play back the files to say, you know, or, or <laughs> you know. fantastic. or something, uh, you know. And, you know, it's cool. Um, and a lot of things, you know, translation tour guides, those kinds of things. But when you've got a broadband connection, bang, it just kind of works. That's very cool. Um, and I'm still getting kudos for saying, hey, Python, <laughs> <isn't> it? <laughs> And it comes in handy. I mean, you can look up things. In, I was at a, uh, some training courses this week, and you could look stuff up in a dictionary and just see what, what does the word mean. Mm-hmm. Um, so it worked quite well. Um,
0: that certainly does work Like I was in a bar last night And Chatting uh, this guy And How he, unusual pulls his, <laughs> 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 he pulls out his He pulls out this iPhone And everyone goes Oh is that an iPhone And he goes Oh yeah Oh do you have My iPhone Oh well yes I'll show you my iPhone yeah. So yes It certainly still gets the kudos so when does it get released in the UK It's November, Ninth, the November 9th yeah. Yes
1: Okay So you've got well, Another two weeks of exclusive. probably be a new f- Bit of firmware coming in there I would imagine UK centric firmware Right of course And right. uh
0: We've heard it's now being released in France on Orange. Right. And uh, that's not... until
1: uh, the end of November, I think. Right. They've but got the, a date fixed. The,
0: the interesting thing there is that in France, it's illegal not to have an unlocked version of the phone. Yes. If
1: you sell it at all. So everyone's well, going, hmm. I'm also wondering in the there? UK if you'll be able to buy the phone in an Apple store. As in the US, you don't have to buy it from AT&T. You can go to an Apple store and buy it where, in fact, you bought mine. Yes. Um, so in the UK... Here it's at the Carphone Warehouse warehouses where you buy it from. But Will they have it in the Apple Store as well? I mean, I'm sure they'll have it, but Absolutely. it'll be unusual to have it on display and you can't buy it. Hmm. Don't know. Um, I know the iPod Touch now has got a GUI-based hack, so you can just... let it? see. I mean, it says a GUI-based hack. You still have to... Basically, jailbreak or make the phone mm-hmm. uh, writable, so you can right. connect to it via Wi-Fi. Uh-huh. Then you have to SSH into the phone. And you have <laughs> well, to, sounds. Uh, it sounds, but you have to basically enable it write access via Wi-Fi. Right. Once you've got that, you can then download an app, uh-huh. click on it, right. and then it's so it you. And then, well, it's. I mean, it. You'll probably you'll have a GUI app on the uh, Windows or Mac. Mm-hmm. You'll have to connect the iPod to it. Click. Right. Click once, it'll unlock it. Then you um, great. Then calm. you'll have to install an app, and then you just click on this app tap installer, and then it will install apps, and cool. then you can then you can access. So I'm um, keen
0: on having some of those applications. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah,
1: mail—they put mail on the iTouch and uh, other. The, the iTouch is actually very thin. It's a very yeah. and making the calendar last. writable. Yes, um, so you can, you can add events can and things like that. So hmm. basically, moving apps around uh, between the two environments. Um, but well, they are—they are a bit different. But um, no, I'm still very, uh, very happy with the old iPhone. It's not too scratched up. I
0: think it's funny actually because uh, I was in a meeting this week where we were talking about user interfaces, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, someone pulled out an iPhone and said, "But it needs to be like this," and started demonstrating yeah, the yeah. iPhone interface. So it's certainly, uh, you know, changed the way we think about user interfaces mm-hmm. and really set the bar quite high now for what we expect when we we have some sort of electronic device and how we how yeah. we interact
1: with it. I want to be able to touch it. Very good. Um, so that's a bit of iPhoney kind of stuff. Um, gaming, I've played uh, Battleships on my iPhone. That was a Web 2.0 app. Very nice it was too. <laughs> <laughs> so Fantastic. I mean, um,
0: and I've updated the firmware on my PSP. Right. And it does indeed say in the README file that, uh, or in the installation update mm-hmm. documentation it says that it can play high-resolution files. So I'm... I'm excited about the idea that I might be able to play (laughs) full full screen screen. resolution stuff on my PSP which is originally why I thought it would be a good little kind of media player device
1: I haven't actually watched anything full length kind of movie wise on my iPhone iPhone. I, I need to get some, it's getting content really yeah And syncing it onto it I think 8 gigs is enough To put Yeah it you know, should be fine few I mean I
0: grabbed a DVD I encoded it with Handbrake mm. Ready for yeah. the PSP At the high resolution I've just got to Plug all these things in um, together <laughs> And I'll see you, Hopefully this weekend I'll be able to see time. If it actually works Yeah, Very um, good But other than that I think gaming is a bit quiet At the moment After it's kind of the Halo release You know Everyone's yeah. kind of Gearing um, up towards Christmas I think Exactly with, uh, everything's, Everything kind of waits For a little bit In this kind of time of year Ready for kind of November, December
1: Where everything picks up as yeah, And I'm still know. waiting When's the Star Wars Wii game Coming out That's gonna be February long. 2008 A bit late wasn't it? Yeah a bit late And Sing, I was looking for Sing Star on my Playstation 3 Late Late Really? All these things mm. are late Well it's all software These days And it takes time Yeah I also I have played Tap Tap Revolution on the um, Tap Tap Revolution on Not the Dance iPhone Dance is no, which is like Guitar Hero but for the iPhone <laughs> so you can be <laughs> pressing t- things you. yeah you tap along oh, really? to the and tunes can you hear and there's frets and stuff um, yeah it plays a oh, song wow. and you kind of tap along to it and you get and it says you suck well done and all this kind of stuff it's, it's fantastic it's a fun little game and you can Jeez. record your own beats as well so Cool, Um, and I have yeah. I'll uh, hopefully I won't have an eye brick next week. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of, there is a game I did
0: play actually a few weeks ago called uh, Elite Beats, Elite Beat Agents, and it's on the Nintendo DS. Right, and it's one of the best games I've played on a portable device. It's again, you listen to a song and it's got little. It sounds pretty corny, but uh, it, it, there's a series of stories, and as part of these stories, you help these agents solve the problem by, strangely enough, uh, tapping on the screen in time to the music when you need to. You need to tap in oh, right, certain okay. patterns at the right times, uh, and it's actually surprisingly addictive. So You've got to have good songs, and yeah, and you got to tap at the right times, and if you don't, you know, you, It's actually a very cool game, so I highly okay. recommend it.
1: I also saw there's I think it was a dig article about how um, Halo had been there had been a port onto the DS really um, surprise, which surprise. looked quite good I mean it was a proper video I mean it was wow. a proper video and it looked like it could have been real but where'd that but maybe well, this is you know yeah. symptomatic of the fact that that's why Bungie will separate from Microsoft exactly because they're the not going
0: to release it for the Nintendo platform under Microsoft are they exactly
1: all that to look forward
0: to eh very um, cool well I think that about wraps this up for this indeed. week um, short but sweet Indeed. So uh, if you've got any feedback, send it to feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com.
1: Any news, any views, any anything else, let us know. Look forward to you. Well, have a great week, James. I will do, In and uh, goodbye from me, James. And bye from me, Ian.